3: Future. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com. Now, NobleGoldInvestments.com. Past
2: performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves
4: risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Mo Cedar here. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous because today we are doing the unthinkable. We are not just going live on Rumble, but we are also going live on YouTube and this is sensational. I can I cannot possibly be more excited. In fact, I'm a little nervous here. Uh, but we're doing it. And I've got an incredible show for you guys. We are going to talk about a, a, a totally mixed bag today. We're going to talk about Joe Biden. We're also going to talk about Antifa. And one of the most powerful Democrats in the game, their son, which they claim is their daughter, was actually arrested as part of this fiasco in Atlanta. And we're also going to talk about... Uh, Miss Carrie Lake, I've done a couple videos on this already, this supposed bombshell, this new evidence that she's discovered, which she's going to be releasing on the 29th. Well, I actually got a message from somebody, and they have a theory on what that could be. So I'm going to share that with you guys. But before we get into that, I want to bring something to your guys' attention. Uh, Davos has concluded, the World Economic Forum, all these globalist psychopaths have uh, convened, and they are... They've concluded Davos for this year. And I don't know if you were paying attention, but this year was mostly about not climate change. Well, Of course, that was a central topic, but it wasn't the central focus. Um, It wasn't about the pandemic. It was about whether or not central banks can calibrate interest rates uh, just right to bring down inflation without bringing us into a global recession. And so do you know what that means? What that means is they're planning to bring us into a global recession. And so having said that, it is very important to protect your wealth and your retirement, which is why I'd like to tell you about our friends at Gold Co., Guys, listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%, the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit NickLovesGold.com, because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. Wow, this is absolutely phenomenal. We have almost the same amount of people watching on YouTube as we do on Rumble. And uh, if you guys could go ahead and smash that like button before we get into talking about the news. Now... Okay, so this situation with Joe Biden is clearly getting worse, and we've got a lot of theories flying around about what's happening here. Are they trying to remove Joe and replace him with Kamala, or somebody worse in 2024? Uh, Is this a big cover-up from the DOJ trying to block congressional oversight, Uh, or are they trying to basically look impartial, going after Joe for the same thing they're going after Trump for, while also making you know, comparisons between the two and saying, well, Joe Biden did everything he was supposed to do, whereas Trump, he defied a subpoena, and uh, you know, he's he's a criminal, but Joe didn't do anything wrong. I, I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what the correct theory is here, but clearly, this situation is getting worse. Okay, because now we have the Justice Department saying, you know, they already conducted a search of his home and found six more classified documents, and this makes, what, six batches now? Something between 25 and 30 30 batches in total. And they found, uh, well, they took stuff from his time as a senator. And, you know, reason would tell you that some of these classified documents were from his time as a senator. And there's absolutely no legal defense that Joe can make in order to say that he, he had a good reason to have those documents. None whatsoever. I mean, when we're talking about his time as vice president, you kind of can make an argument that... That, you know, he's in the executive branch, he's dealing with classified stuff all the time. If if there was just one batch found, then they could say it was just a big boo-boo, right? But now that we're talking about, okay, this guy had stuff from the time he was a senator when he was not in the executive branch, and Congress, many members of Congress have come out and said, what the hell is this? And during my entire time in the Senate... I have never, never taken. I, I've the only time I've ever dealt with classified documents is within a skiff in an extremely secure uh, environment, and never have I ever removed those documents and took them home with me. That's just not something that happens. And this is clear uh, influence peddling from the Biden crime family on full display. Like once they came out with that, that's that's a done deal. Like there's no legal defense Joe can make. So this is getting worse and now we're talking about potentially having more searches done at other biden properties whoops wrong article i got so many i got so many different tabs pulled up this is a little difficult but this is the one i wanted to talk about so the gateway pundit says the justice department is considering searching other locations for stolen classified materials after fbi agents found six items consisting of documents with class classification markings at Biden's Wilmington home on Friday. Now, I have a question: uh, Why didn't they immediately search the Biden Penn Center, uh, Joe Biden's think tank, or as I like to call it, his diaper tank, after you discovered classified documents there? I mean, the fact that <laughs> the fact that they've this has been a uh, a delayed process and a consensual search at only one of his homes. It just doesn't make any sense. This should have been done on November 2nd, right? Because there is clear, it it is so obvious that crimes have been committed here, okay? We don't really have to guess whether or not Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were trading national secrets for profit, okay? Because we've had this, I mean, let's think about it. The Hunter Biden laptop, which they said was Russian disinformation, and then later was confirmed to be legit uh they've the fbi the doj has had that in their possession since 2019 so they have all the emails they have all the videos they have all the pictures they have all the text messages and they've known about this influence peddling scheme for years now so now in 2022 november 2nd uh, Biden's attorneys notified the DOJ that, hey, we were just cleaning some stuff up here and we happened to find some classified documents at the UPenn Center, which happened to receive $54 million from China. And the, the timeline of the UPenn Center being created and the money being received from China happens to match up with a lot of these text messages, emails uh, that we have on the Hunter Biden laptop regarding Hunter's uh, 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 foreign influence uh, peddling schemes, like so, <laughs> the the Democrats in the mainstream media they keep making this comparison between Joe and and uh, and President Trump, saying that well, this is totally different because there was you know when, when it comes to Joe Biden there was no subpoena there was no search warrant so therefore there was no crime because you know the DOJ they get a search warrant when there's reason to believe that a crime has been committed and they 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 say this. Like it's supposed to convince us that the DOJ's handling of this, you know, the different level of... of, uh, What's what's the word I'm looking for here? The difference between the way the DOJ's handling Biden versus Trump is supposed to be evidence to us that Joe Biden is innocent when in fact all it does is go to show the corruption of the DOJ and the two-tier justice system that's been weaponized against... Trump and MAGA since the beginning. And you know, the softball uh you know, like 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 they've been covering for Joe this entire time. That's the only thing that proves. So when uh, MSNBC and CNN try to draw this comparison and say, "Well, you know, they didn't issue a search warrant for for Joe. He was cooperating, so it's totally totally different." That doesn't that doesn't convince me of anything. Now, coming back to, you know, this whole thing about why did they not? Why didn't they raid the U Penn Center immediately on, you know, November 2nd or November 3rd? Like, not only did they not do that, but they kept this information secret from the people for months until after the election. And, you know, we only heard about this after the Republicans took back the House, and we're going to, you know, then... And, and we only heard this after... You know, the 20 House Freedom Caucus members got major concessions from Kevin McCarthy and put people like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates in powerful positions on the committees. You know, like they saw the writing on the wall. And then all of a sudden, then they want to release this information to the public and then they, they want to try to make it look like they're going after Joe. I'm telling you right now, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theory that makes most sense to me at this current point in time is that this is uh, a, an attempt for the DOJ to block congressional oversight. That's the only thing that really makes sense at this point in time. Um, and so, you know, and, and let me drive that point home. So let's, let's get this straight. You had Jim Jordan. Uh, Jim Jordan actually sent a letter to the DOJ. Well, it was an inquiry and he was trying to investigate the investigation into Joe Biden and see, you know, when did the DOJ learn about these classified documents and see if they're actually telling the truth about their timeline um, and, and just just try to make an inquiry about how the DOJ handled this situation? Well, guess what? They stonewalled Jim Jordan. And you know what they told him? Sorry, this is part of an ongoing investigation. So when people say that the DOJ is going to take down Joe, prosecute him, or anything like that, uh, I I just don't go for that because that's not what that's not what the context clues are telling me right now. You know, um, this is I I think that they're really trying to block congressional oversight because they knew once Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan and uh, you know Matt Gates and all these people got powerful positions and subpoena power then they had to do this in order to block the whole thing brian says i can't hear anything Uh uh-oh i hope that's just you brian because i've been talking for quite a while so on man I'm, i'm actually really nervous that the technical i might have technical issues here so rumble looks good i think people can hear me in the chat and i think youtube's looking good too but if you guys could confirm that for me, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, so anyways. So anyways, like they did this search at Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, right? And <laughs> they they only did this search after, after they allowed Joe Biden's attorneys to do a search of their own with no oversight right they they allowed his attorneys to search his wilmington home and rehoboth beach home with no oversight and after they discovered biden had classified documents next to his corvette then get this the doj schedules a so-called consensual pre-planned search of his wilmington home that joe biden's attorneys and joe biden have already had a chance to clean up they let Joe know in advance. There was no subpoena, there was no search warrant, and when they came in, they allowed Joe Biden's attorneys to be present. Oh, and they didn't tell anybody about it until the following day. Okay? So that's why that's what I'm I'm trying to tell you guys. I think it's all a big cover-up. I I, I really think it's all a big cover-up. Um you know, th- there was something obviously that was going to happen something big and so i think that they're doing this as sort of damage control to kind of control the burn once they appoint a special prosecutor and they do a couple searches and they get you know uh, once they get stuff from uh biden's time in the senate then they, they can start looking into everything Joe Biden's ever done and continually expand this investigation, make it bigger and bigger and bigger, and and it'll be one of those things that just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. And eventually, people will stop talking about it. People will forget about it. It'll just become like the Epstein uh, client list, right? It'll just become like the Hunter Biden laptop. It'll just become like, you know, Russiagate and Durham, <laughs> That's how this works. That's how this works. No criminal grand jury either says, "Adirondack Gold." Yes, no criminal grand jury either. Um, so the longer I think about this, the more I think it's just a cover up of something bigger. You know, it's it's not even a question whether or not Joe Biden was influence peddling. You know, especially uh, given the fact that <laughs> we we have we have confirmation after confirmation. Right. That look, we just this isn't new, but this is now coming to the public light that um, Hunter Biden actually received. a What was it? A 3.2 carat diamond from Chinese officials, which is obviously a way to avoid reporting payment for influence peddling on his taxes. I mean, they don't pay you in diamonds if you're doing something legal. You know, they don't they don't do that. Same thing with the artwork. Um, you know, according to what would what representative from Kentucky chair of, uh, chair of the house oversight committee. What the hell's his name? James Comer Comer. Yeah. He says that the two main ways that the CCP launders dirty money is through diamonds and through artwork. And what do we know about Hunter Biden? He's an artist guys. He's, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And, uh, we, we know that he received a 3.2-carat diamond from Chinese officials. So, <laughs> I mean, the fact that we're, we're, we're sitting here saying that there's no evidence of a crime here, or even reason to believe there may have been a crime committed, don't try to tell me that the DOJ is going to prosecute Joe Biden. You know, just don't even try it with me, because I, I ain't going for all that. It ain't going to happen. You know, this is the same freaking DOJ. And I actually, I, I saw this, I saw this article and I don't really want to get into it, but basically I was reading about this, um, this, 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 this entire, you know, three part reasoning as to why Trump's handling of classified documents is so different from Joe Biden's, right? And they say a judge in Florida approved a warrant in early August In a similar investigation into the personal possession of classified documents involving former President Donald Trump, judges only authorize such search warrants if the requesting authorities show reason to believe that either a crime has been committed there or that evidence of such a crime can be found there. Right. That's true. That's true. But here's the thing. When they released the the warrant, everything was redacted, so we don't even know exactly what was the reason to believe that a crime had been committed they they hid that from the public right and to sit there and suggest that because there wasn't a search warrant for biden that means he's innocent and this is different no again all that proves is that that there's a two-tiered justice system the the, the democrats are untouchable and the doj is weaponized against one side and is the cleanup crew the cover-up crew for the other that's all that that proves but this is, the, this is the way they they spin this and draw distinctions between the two to make Trump look like a criminal. Don't even acknowledge the fact that Trump was the president. And Joe Biden, we're finding out, was doing this as a senator. And don't even bother acknowledging the fact that Trump had his documents secure in a safe at Mar-a-Lago with secret service and uh, private security and 24-hour surveillance. And Joe Biden had documents in his Corvette, where we, we, we now have pictures of Hunter Biden in 2017 driving around with two minors, you know, because he's a pedo, allegedly, and smoking Parmesan cheese driving around uh, Joe Biden's Corvette in 2017. And guess what? This, you know, the, the, the money that was coming from China to the UPenn Center was happening in 2017. You know all all this stuff was happening around the same time the timelines line up. So we know who had access to those documents. Hunter Biden definitely had access to those documents. Um and don't even don't even bother to acknowledge the fact mainstream media that these documents have been moved multiple times. Okay? So I mean are we not going to talk about the fact that we're saying that Oh, Joe Biden's attorneys did the right thing cuz they uh, they found the documents and turned them over. Uh, bro, what about the other two times that they moved them and didn't turn them over? Right. So so <laughs> you don't you don't think that they see like when they were moving before, they didn't see the big gigantic red uh classification marking on the on the folder or whatever? Yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. <clears throat> Come on. This is so stupid, man. But this is how these people are spinning this. So again, I think it's a cover up. I definitely think this though. I I don't think they have any intention of making uh Joe the Democrat nominee in 2024. That's just not going to happen. Okay, they, they that's not that's not part of their plan. So yes, they they don't mind inflicting a little damage on Joe and damaging his, like I think I think what's going to happen here is Joe Biden's just going to kind of uh, step down and be like, Oh, uh, I'm 80 years old. I have dementia. I can't even eat my tapioca pudding anymore, you know, b- without drooling it onto my diaper. And I just think it's time for me to to, to move on. That's what I think is going to happen. And they're going to put up somebody like Gavin Newsom. You know, I really think the writing's on the wall that it's going to be a showdown between Trump and DeSantis and Gavin Newsom and somebody like, you know, Hakeem Jeffries or something like that. Everybody's been saying that they're going to take out Joe and Kamala Harris is going to replace him. Well, we've been saying that since his inauguration. Okay, we've been saying that for a long, long time. And uh, Kamala Harris is 30 times less popular than Joe Biden. So what what would be the strategic play there for them? Why would they do like like they want um they want Joe to be replaced by somebody like Gavin Newsom not Kamala Harris. I don't think that they want that. They try to they try to put her in the background, you know? Um so anyways, things are definitely heating up here. Um it's it's definitely getting worse for Joe. But you know, I I think I'm I think I'm settling into one conspiracy theory over the other two or three that this is a cover-up, you know? And and here's the thing. Having said that, and this is what pisses me off, okay? Because I want to be a cheerleader. I want to be a cheerleader for these these Republicans in the House, like Jim Jordan, right? Like I wanna like Jim Jordan. I think he's done some great things. I think he has great potential. Uh but at the same time, okay, when the DOJ stonewalls you, then your immediate next step would be why look, why are we not issuing real subpoenas to the DOJ and why are we not immediately moving to hold them in contempt when they don't comply with subpoenas? That should be what we we're doing, right? And I'll tell you what, the Democrats already set the precedent for that. You know, before it was like, well if you don't comply with a subpoena we just laugh in your face and we say, sorry, that's just comp- that's just a uh, policy here at the FBI. But the Democrats set a precedent with Steve Bannon, holding him in contempt for not complying with the subpoena, even though he was he was saying, I'm not doing it because of executive privilege. Right. Um, so so the precedent has been set. It's time to turn the tables on these people. It's time to flip flip this on its head. And hold the DOJ accountable. And here's what, look, I'm going to take this a step further. If the Republicans in the House don't hold these people accountable, then they are derelict of duty. And, and for allowing the Biden crime family to blatantly commit treason and trade our national secrets to enrich themselves, if, if the Republicans have power that they're not using and they don't do anything about this, then they also are guilty of treason for enabling it we need to know who had access to these documents right Th- this this is this is there's a reason that they classify things you know and there's different levels of classification and it's because the the different levels represent the uh levels level of threat that these uh secrets could pose to our national security Okay, and so if they're classified, if they were in the wrong hands, that could be a major threat to our national security. This is not something minor. This is not a laughing matter. And uh, real quick, Behizzi on Rumble says, more likes on YouTube than Rumble, with 99 people watching there. Come on, Rumblers, let's show Commitube. Yes, Rumble. Come on, let's stick it to these bastards, man. You guys know the whole reason I'm on YouTube. Well, one of the main reasons I'm on YouTube is to drive traffic over to Rumble. You know, because um, YouTube is a behemoth. A gigantic monster. Right? And the only reason I was able to build a, uh, an audience on Rumble is because I... Whoa. Uh, let's not get into that. This is my first YouTube channel ever. This is my first YouTube channel ever. And I've this is my first live stream on YouTube ever. I I, I want to make that very clear. I almost slipped up there, Behizzy. I almost slipped up there. So, uh... So anyways, I just want to drive traffic over to Rumble. I want to drive people over there. Okay, so there's a link. It's in the pinned comment, and it's also in the description to the live stream over on Rumble. If you guys would uh, sign up over there. You know, we talk about things over there that we can't talk about on YouTube. You know, YouTube, the commie bastards like to censor. So anyways, anyways, what were, what was I, I... I had a train of thought, and then I saw Bahizzi's $2 Rumble rant... And I got a little off track there. I was, I was talking about how the Republicans need to grow some damn balls. They need to grow some damn balls, right? Because our nation's secrets have been compromised. You know, Biden had this stuff for like six years plus. He, I mean, given that we're finding stuff from his time as a senator, this has been going on for decades. I mean, how long has it been since Biden was a freaking senator? So y- y- you're telling me that this has been going on for all this time and he's had these in his possession all this time, dating back years and years and years and years. And do you realize that it is a, a a prosecutorial offense to have these documents mishandled for six seconds? We're talking about six years plus. Mishandling these documents for six seconds is a prosecutorial offense. You know, do you guys realize the, the, the whole reason that there's such a thing... As the Secret Service, you know, former presidents are surrounded by Secret Service until until they die, because they deal with classified stuff all the time. I mean, that's that's like uh, intrinsic to their role as the the highest person in the executive branch, and so they're just like they're they're constantly like they're. Um, they, they have all these secrets in their mind national secrets in their mind that they could be threatened coerced blackmailed or or compromised bribed to give up this stuff so they're constantly surrounded by secret service forever and that's why so this is a serious serious matter and uh but anyways that's about all that's about all that I can say about that at the moment now before we shift gears, let's play. A message from our sponsor, MyPillow. Trying to save America from the brink of communism is very exhausting, and if you're fighting the deep state day in and day out, you're probably very, very tired. You deserve a great night's sleep, and you deserve to gift yourself some of the best sleep products on the market. And where do you find those? Of course, at MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Nick, and save tons of money on the best sleep products on the market while also supporting the great patriot Mike Lindell and yours truly, Nick Cedar. Pillows, bedsheets, mattress toppers, slippers, you name it, Mike Lindell has it at MyPillow.com. Everything that you need for personal comfort and the best sleep that you can possibly get. Go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Nick, save tons of money, support great patriots, and give yourself the gift of a great night's sleep. Promo code Nick, baby. Do you guys like that ad? You know, I did that one all myself. There was like some of these other advertisers they send you what they want you to say. I did that one all myself. Okay. So, let's start talking about the fact that Antifa is back with another fiery but peaceful, mostly peaceful protest. And I say that tongue in cheek because Fox 5 actually referred to this riot in Atlanta, which turned very violent, they they used the terminology mostly peaceful again. Like you can't make this stuff up. This is so crazy. And And there was an officer shot. An officer was shot. Now, uh, from what I've heard, he's okay. But he's in critical condition. I I believe he still is. But they referred to this as mostly freaking peaceful. Take a listen. Well, if I could figure it out. Okay, hang on. Uh, (laughs) There it is. Okay. Take a listen, take a look over here if you pan over. I want to show you this is what they were handing out at the protest so it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to, to uh, for to, to-, to de- uh, so sorry uh, he uh, and right now uh, you'll see basically they want uh, justice for him okay now I couldn't hear that, but if I remember correctly, they said it was it was. <laughs> Uh, mostly peaceful right like this is this is insane these people are crazy now we have a we have a a spin off of this story so the top house democrat's son was actually arrested during this wait a second no this was a different riot different riot so this was the boston antifa riot let's uh <laughs> damn it <laughs> i guess i didn't do my homework as good as i thought i did to save america from the brink of co- oh my god i'm really struggling right now okay so we're going to talk about that story in a second. Let's talk about this these Treehouse Antifa rioters in Atlanta. Then we'll talk about the story about Boston, because they are connected. But I actually thought that her her son was arrested as part of the, the Atlanta riot. So I kind of... Sorry, guys. But listen. So let's talk about uh, Atlanta. So Antifa has been protesting a new police training facility... In, in Atlanta downtown Atlanta I believe and uh, I think the training facility they're ma- they're taking what used to be a prison farm and turning it into a police training facility right and of course antifa they don't like the police <laughs> I don't know if you noticed but what they've done is they've actually staked out in literal tree houses and created another one of these autonomous zones like we saw with Chaz. and they're stick so they're up in bunkers in, like, treehouses, and that's why they're called Treehouse Antifa. Now, this has been going on for a while. They moved in a while ago, and for some reason, like, you know where this is headed. When Antifa comes in, you know it's going to turn violent. But for some reason, Governor Kemp in Georgia decided not to send in the National Guard and clear them out like he should have done. And it makes you wonder, why not? Why would Brian Kemp not want to clear out Antifa. Oh, maybe it's because he was actually at Davos, at the World Economic Forum, and because he's a a CCP puppet and a globalist shill. Maybe that's why. And maybe he supports this agenda, which, you know, these these Antifa bastards, they have no idea. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't, I'm not sure. But they're actually, you know, they call themselves anti-fascist, but they're fascists themselves, and they support the agenda, the regime they're just as much a part of it as the people that they are supposedly against and so they're they're what they're what they are is their pawns and a big machine being used to create massive amounts of crime uh which which makes our our major cities so chaotic and so violent that it it necessitates the the dismantling of the local police force and an institution of a nationalized police force like like the FBI everywhere. <laughs> like that's where these people that's where these people are pushing, whether they realize it or not. okay And so Brian Kemp by not authorizing the National Guard is complicit. And <laughs> I think the reason is probably because he's uh, like he was invited to the World Economic Forum so it should come as no surprise.
2: Yeah.
1: Order now
4: Now, here's what happened. So the police, they moved in on the rioters to try to clear them out. And one of the protesters actually shot at the police and hit the police officer. So then I guess they killed. They, they, they killed him using lethal force, as they should. And so Antifa rioted and had another night of rage setting uh, cars on fire, Molotov cocktails, throwing bricks through windows. Because we all know that when you're trying to make a case that we need to defund the police and abolish the police, the best way to send that message out to the public and, and get an effective messaging campaign about why the police are unnecessary is to riot. Because, of course, you know... Uh, you know, when you're throwing Molotov cocktails and, and setting cars on fire and beating up old ladies, everybody else, you know, they're, they're looking at this and they're saying, yeah, I think they have a point. We don't need the police anymore. Yeah. No, these people are so damn stupid and their, their entire uh, philosophy is so ass backwards and upside down. And I, I, I don't, whether they realize it or not, I have no idea, but these people are absolutely insane. Okay. So now let's jump to this story. About Catherine Clark, okay. It's 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 related. Take a look over here if you pan over. Oh my god, to- I'm so terrible at this. I always play my whenever I change scenes, I play the video again, and I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> so check it out. <clears throat> Top House Democrat's son arrested during Boston Antifa riot. The son, and and interestingly, this uh, this article refers to him as her son, but actually. Her son is transgender and and likes to be referred to as Riley, okay? So, he was arrested in Boston for assaulting an officer and defacing a monument during an Antifa riot on Saturday night. Clark's son, Riley Dowell, 23 years old, was detained by Boston police for allegedly spray painting, quote, No Cop City and ACAB, which stands for All Cops Are Bastards, on the Parkman Bandstand Monument in the Boston Common. Similar language was used recently by Antifa activists in Atlanta. Well, that's because he's probably a member of Antifa. While attempting to place Dowell under arrest, Boston police reported that protesters encircled the small detachment of law enforcement and struck an officer. During the arrest of Jared Dowell, a group of about 20 protesters began to surround officers while screaming profanities through megaphones, On the public street, causing traffic to come to a standstill. While interfering with the arrest of Jared Dowell, an officer was hit in the face. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How does an officer interfere with an arrest? Isn't their job to make the arrest? So how are they interfering? I love how they contextualize this and and slip that in there. It's like, you know, they'll they'll say that uh, this was fiery but mostly peaceful or, you know, the controversial uh, police training center. Like when they slip these little words in there, it paints a certain narrative, and so I caught you bastards. This just goes to show why you guys should turn to people like Nick Moseder and Chocolate Superman for your news, rather than you know stupid MSNBC and CNN because they're they're not they're not they're not publishing news. They're pushing an agenda. So, anyways. Uh, While interfering with the arrest of Jared Dowell, an officer was hit in the face and could be seen bleeding from the nose and mouth. Dowell was charged with assault by means of a dangerous weapon, destruction or injury of personal property, and damage of property by graffiti tagging. He is expected to be arraigned in Boston Municipal Court. Clark released a statement Sunday afternoon confirming Dowell, who is transgender and goes by the name Riley, was arrested saying, quote, last night my daughter was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. This will be evaluated by the legal system, and I am confident in that process. Well, I'll tell you what, Catherine Clark, I'm not. And I'll tell you why. So this is the child of a high-powered Democrat, and I'll bet you $50 that they let him walk, because we saw what happened to the Antifa rioters at uh, Donald Trump's inauguration, I mean, none of them were prosecuted, and this kid has everything working for him. One being that he's an Antifa rioter. Two that he assaulted an officer. And three, he's a tranny. And four, his mom is a high-powered member of the Democrat Party. So I would bet that uh, it probably, you know, he probably gets away with it. <clears throat> this is this is also, by the way, the same child. That Catherine Clark once referred to in a famous statement saying that uh, my middle child, referring to uh, Dowell, my middle child gets woken up from nightmares about climate change. So this should should come as no surprise. And what this shows is that these people and their philosophy is literally a, a mental illness. These people are insane. Do you know how many times I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about climate change? Zero. And do you know how much? Do you know how often I think about climate change? Almost never. Only when you know people like Greta Thunberg and uh, you know all these all these psychopaths are throwing blood on on art you know million dollar paintings and stuff like that. Do I think about climate change? It's a totally uh, irrelevant thing. That I spend zero time thinking about, and so we have we have a a person who has body dysmorphia. You know, feels finds it necessary because of their you know internal identity crisis to chop their balls off, and gets woken up by nightmares about non-existent things going back to childhood. So the, the, these people are mentally ill. They're sick. There's something wrong with them internally. And, uh, you know, this is just more and more evidence of that. And so the fact that, you know, the Democrat House minority whip, their child is being, uh, you know, like arrested in, in, in the middle of one of these riots. This is at least bad publicity. I think they'll get away with it. But, you know, a lot of stuff's happening right now to these Democrats. I don't know if you noticed, but Nancy Pelosi... Her husband, you know, getting to this, gets into this. You know, he got hammered by his drug dealer in his in his underwear. You know that 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 happened. Biden in these classified documents, and now you know, Democrats' sons are getting arrested. Well, their sons, daughters. What I don't, I don't know what the what the hell they are uh, during riots. You know, and and people are seeing this. This is not good for them. <laughs> this is not good. So, anyways, um. With all that said, here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to ask you guys on YouTube to smash the like button as well as share the broadcast, and click on that link to rumble, okay, because what we're going to do is we're going to cover two more stories, but unfortunately they're not safe for YouTube, and if I cover them, you know, we won't, we won't have a channel. I want to talk about Carrie Lake and a little speculation into what she might have that's going to be released on the 29th. And also a little bit about uh, something being passed in Wisconsin or attempting to be passed regarding their uh, V-O-T-E-R roles. And we have a call to action with that. So please click the link and I'll show you right where it's at. If I could get this tab back, I'll show you where the link is. All right. So if you look, you know, right up here at the pinned comment in the chat, click that there, or you can look in the description and you'll find the link there. But what we're going to have to do is end this broadcast on YouTube and continue it over on Rumble. Alright, so, thanks for tuning in on YouTube. Getting that watch time hours up, you know? Helping me out, big time. But, jump on over to Rumble. Alright, so. Okay, so I think we are still streaming on Rumble. If, I, if, if that's the case, then I've done this successfully. This is the first time I've ever done the Salty Cracker method of starting a YouTube uh, live stream and ending it and continuing on Rumble. So if we're still live on Rumble, then we've done it. We've done it. So somebody let me know in the chat. Uh, All right. But I'm just going to assume that we're still live and we're going to jump right into this. So first of all, first of all, I want to tell you guys about this story. We actually have three. I said two, but we actually have three stories to cover. So. Uh, former head of Attorney General's Election Integrity Unit is now joining Abraham Hamaday's challenge of Chris May's election. This is Jennifer Wright of the Election Integrity Unit, who actually resigned after Chris May's was sworn in. Now, uh, Jennifer Wright was actually um, Jennifer Wright was actually one of the only people in in Brnovich's office that had any integrity, right? And. She was appointed to the Election Integrity Unit in 2019, and she was an alumni of True the Vote, True the Vote, you know, of 2,000 mules. So it's a wonder how she got in there. And from what I heard, you know, during the 2020 election, she was basically stonewalled and blocked from having any significant role into the investigation into the 2020 election. But the, the point is that she's the real deal from what I've heard. And that's from, you know, Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote says that she's the real deal. So she resigned from the election integrity unit, which is unfortunate. But now she's taking uh, she's taking up Abraham Hamaday's challenge and joining him in that fight. So she's working as a uh, basically a high powered election expert on uh, helping Abraham Hamaday get a new trial because we know it was dismissed. And so (laughs) The, the basis for this is she says evidence was withheld machines failed to tabulate and erroneously marked them as undervotes and it appears some provisional ballots were erroneously rejected she said in a January 18th social media post uh, in a nineteen a January 19th statement to the Arizona Republic she said Hamaday should be granted a new trial to ensure every lawful vote is counted and based on the withheld and newly discovered evidence once every lawful vote is counted I believe Hamaday will be found to have the highest number of votes and should be declared attorney general for the state of Arizona. So, uh, we know that Abraham Hamaday is seeking a new trial on the basis that Katie Hobbs withheld evidence from Pinal County. Uh, Pinal County had that recount, and they she knew the results of the recount, but she didn't give them this evidence until the trial was dismissed. And there was massive discrepancy there, Right. So so Jennifer Wright is trying to help in this fight. And that's cool. That's cool. That's all I wanted to say about that. It's cool. Good for her. Um, now, let's talk about Carrie Lake. Okay? That's what you guys came here for. That's what you want to hear from me. So you guys want to talk about Carrie Lake. Let's do it. So Carrie Lake, okay, her case was also dismissed. And she is... In the appeal process right now, she's going to the appellate court. It was expedited to February 1st, going to conference. They're going to they're going to they're going to say whether or not they're going to hear her case on February 1st, right? So that's the stage that we're at in that process. Now, Carrie Lake has taken to Twitter recently and said twice now that she has discovered new evidence and that it's earth-shattering and it's a bombshell and it could be a game changer. Right? And nobody knows what it is. And I don't know for sure either, but I have a couple of guesses. Okay. And um, but before I give you my my guesses, I'm gonna tell you this. The problem with Carrie Lake's new evidence is that we're in the appellate stage. Okay, she found this evidence late in the game after her case was dismissed. We already had a trial, and so she has to win this appeal. In order, for, in order for this evidence to get into a courtroom. She cannot take this new evidence and add it to her case before it goes to the appellate court. That's not how this works. The appellate court's going to be looking at this based on what she presented at trial. Nothing new can be added. She has to win the appeal, and if she does, then, then what's going to happen is her case is going to go back to Judge Thompson at the trial court and be reopened, and then Judge Thompson's going to have to review the case uh, through a different lens, based on the opinion given by the appellate court or the Arizona Supreme Court, right? So Carrie Lake has a problem here with getting this evidence into a courtroom. And if she can't, if she can't win the appeal, then this evidence basically becomes irrelevant. Now, I think there's a, actually, uh, uh, I'm actually fairly optimistic on her ability to win on appeal because the judge completely erred in his decision by saying that Carrie Lake failed to meet a burden of proof that is non-existent in any court precedent and any law in Arizona. He said that she has to prove intent. Well, that's not anywhere to be found. She only has to prove gross negligence, and she only has to prove that the outcome of the election is uncertain. You don't have to prove fraud. You don't have to prove intent. So he erred in his decision, and if... The appellate court or the Arizona Supreme Court has any integrity whatsoever, then they will side with Carrie Lake on this. Now, people have said I'm I'm peddling hopium. Uh, perhaps what I'm saying to you I should construe it in a different way. I feel that Carrie Lake should win the appeal. In the realm of shoulds, it's it's absolutely an open and shut case. And I'm actually a little bit optimistic that the Arizona Supreme Court may see it that way as well. Because this precedent, there's there's a 100-year-old precedent that the Arizona Supreme Court ruled in a case back in, I think, 1927. And that's where that precedent comes from, where they said, you know, either you have to prove fraud or gross negligence or render the outcome unknown. That was the Arizona Supreme Court's ruling. So, when it gets before the Supreme Court justices, they may look at this and say, hey, you know, this trial court judge, he kind of defied Arizona Supreme Court precedent. Right? And that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Now, let's talk about the uh, the evidence that Kerry Lake has and my, you know, sort of guess as to what that could be. So, I have two guesses. One is this. So, Carrie Lake announced this new evidence, I think, on Saturday. And what's interesting is that she was in a a Twitter space with the Gateway Pundit uh, and she actually said something very interesting. So, last Friday on Gateway Pundit's uh, Twitter space, Carrie Lake mentioned seeing something from a guy named Greg Rubini. Okay? Now, Greg Rubini has published multiple documents about the 2020 election and through I think statistical data has shown that Kerry Lake I, I'm sorry I'm sorry that uh, Donald Trump won the 2020 election. So Kerry Lake said that uh, this guy was able to reverse engineer and show that she won the 2022 election and apparently she just discovered this information so context clues putting this together it could be that and if it is i'm sorry but i i'm not i'm then i'm not very optimistic there because when we're talking about uh reverse engineering and statistical data and stuff like that like i don't know if that's going to be relevant in a courtroom now i could be wrong and the problem here is i don't necessarily know much about greg rubini and his evidence from 2020 And the reason is because the PDF documents are like $15 a piece. You have to purchase them in order to look at them. And, you know, I was like, am I going to spend this money uh, to find out what I already know? Probably not. But that's probably what she's talking about. Uh, Because the timeline is just... uh, The the, the timeline, like, she, she had the Twitter space on Friday. She said she just discovered this. And then on Saturday, she says, we've got new evidence and we're double, triple, quadruple checking it. This is a game changer. This is earth shattering. So that's why I think that it could be that. But I have another theory, which I've hinted to on YouTube, uh, and that is that it has to do with Pinal County. And you guys know I've covered this multiple times here on Rumble. But so remember, Pinal County had that massive discrepancy. Well, they issued a report afterwards and they they issued a report describing what they think happened in Pinal County leading to that discrepancy. And in that report, they talk about how um, they went around to different precincts and they found that there was way more ballots than there actually were uh, reported by the machines like physical ballots in every precinct that they looked at. Were higher than what the machines reported, and they're like, "Hmm, what what happened here?" So that they started to think maybe this is a machine issue, and they called up ESNS, the vendor, the machine vendor, and they said, "Hey, can you guys come out here and look at our machines and see if there's a problem with them because it looks like they're not counting some ballots?" And ESNS came out there, and what ESNS did was they ran some test ballots through, and did a logic and accuracy test. And the machines functioned just fine. Of course they did. And then they said there's no problem with the machines. So then Pinal County blamed it all on human error. Now, reading further into that document, I saw that they said that what was happening was the machines were telling the election workers that there's a paper jam, and the election workers were ignoring that message and continuing to run ballots through the machine, and once that error message came up, and it, uh, once that error message came up, then after that error message, the ballots were not counted. Okay, so then I think they go into a separate bin and they're supposed to be tabulated later, and they just didn't tabulate them. Now, here's what my theory is. Given the fact that the machines were saying there was a paper jam and the election workers just ignored it and kept running ballots through, I'm going to give the election workers the benefit of the doubt and say that I think the reason this error message came up on the machines is because those those ballots were not properly sized. You had the same issue as you saw in Maricopa County with the 19-inch ballots being printed on 20-inch paper. And the reason I say this is because Clay Perique in his testimony in Kerry Lake's trial said that when you take a 19-inch ballot, you print it on 20-inch paper, you put it through a machine, what's going to happen is those machines are going to read that as a paper jam because there's an extra half inch of paper, white paper, at the top. So the machine thinks that there must be paper already inside and says there's a paper jam. Now, here's what's interesting is that what we saw in Maricopa County was the ballots were spit back out. Right? Whenever they put these 19 inch ballots in, they were spit back out, and then they put them in door number three. Well, guess what? Uh Pinal County uses different machines. They use ESNS machines rather than Dominion machines. So, you may think to yourself, Well, if that if, if it was 19 inch ballots, why didn't they spit them back out? And I just told you why because these are ESNS machines that may handle that situation differently. So, here's the problem. They only looked at 3 or 4 precincts. They found that there was more ballots than what the machines reported. And they concluded it was human error. But here's the thing. They, they didn't even look at all the precincts. They didn't even uh, expand that investigation any further. And so, what I think is that there's a bunch of ballots that are uncounted in Pinal County. And what Abraham Hamaday needs is a hand recount. And Kerry Lake needs a hand recount. Because all they've done so far is they did a recount using the same machines and the same ballots. And if those ballots are giving uh, an error message of a paper jam, then not being counted afterwards... Then the machine totals are going to be off, and and if you actually physically counted the paper ballots, you would get different results. You see what I'm saying? So, what I what I'm wondering is maybe Kerry Lake uh, has has a whistleblower or 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 some sort of done an analysis on this and 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 concluded that this is absolutely proof that there's ballots that weren't counted in the election and. We we demand a new election or a recount or something, right? So so that's my speculation. Is perhaps what she did was she she saw the r- report from Pinal County. She got with Clay Perique They analyzed this. They said it looks like the conditions here are, um, you know, it, 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 it looks like this is probably a result of nineteen inch ballots on twenty inch paper. So now we know this happened not just in Maricopa but across the board. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but that's my speculation. Those are my guesses, and we'll have to see. We have to wait until the 29th, okay? Now, I got one more story for you guys. But first, I'm going to play a message from our sponsor, Goldco. Guys, listen. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%, the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit nicklovesgold.com, because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver you could get up to ten thousand dollars in free silver just for doing it this is a rare opportunity so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings visit nicklovesgold.com that's nicklovesgold.com yes ladies and gentlemen go to nicklovesgold.com you know because i'm telling you gold is amazing and that's that's because i'm a, a leprechaun it's in my dna i love gold okay so, so with that out of the way, let's talk about this last story. All right, so Wisconsin lawmakers have introduced common sense legislation that forces state to scrub voter rolls of some 3.6 to 3.8 million inactive voters. And this is amazing because we know uh, Wisconsin's WISVOTE system, what they do is they have active voters and inactive voters. And we found that this system can be hacked into easily, and you can actually switch voter from inactive to active with the click of a button you know we've had whistleblowers say that and we also learned that they have so only the only people that are allowed to access this whist vote system and and add people to the registration or take them off is i think like you know the election clerks yeah so the election clerks they have access to this and there's these things called fido keys which is a key to get into the system, right? And what we found is that there was like an excess two times as many FIDO keys just out there in the open than there actually are election clerks. So there's there's these keys just, you know, sitting around all over the place. Anybody can get into the system. Anybody can change the voter registration and anybody can, uh, you know, switch somebody from inactive to active. And this would allow you to, you know, run ballots through and attach them to fake voters, so what the Republicans, some Republicans, are doing is they're introducing a bill to scrub all these inactive voters from the My Vote Wis- uh, Wisconsin, right? Uh, and I had I had certain sections of this highlighted, but it disappeared for some reason. So basically, there's a deadline uh, on this bill. We need somebody to co-sponsor it. This bill is. The, the deadline is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, 20, by 5 p.m. The following Republican senators, 21 in total, darling retired, have joined Senator uh, Jack as co-sponsors so far, four in total with Senator Jack. So we need all these guys. We need them all to co-sponsor this bill. Now, I know what you're thinking. Governor Evers can easily just veto this bill. But apparently... Uh, there is potential for a supermajority to override the veto, and I'll, I'll find that here in a second. Again, I had things highlighted, but now I don't. Um, come on, this is stupid. Long article. Okay, so the assembly has a sixty-four thirty-five majority, but not a two-thirds supermajority. However, it is very possible, with everything being equal, that LRB 0760 slash one could become law in 2023 for the 2024 election cycle this would be a major victory for election integrity supporters all across wisconsin after two years of tireless work and efforts to hold the election fraudsters accountable so please immediately email your state rep your senator your talk radio show to voice their support uh contact everybody the gop executive leadership team if you live in wisconsin guys listen the last time the economy I'm sorry, I did it again. <laughs> uh, contact everybody, call everybody, you know. And I'm trying to give a little coverage to this to get the word out there. But you know, we, we know that the Wisconsin uh, their their system is completely vulnerable. We had Harry Waite basically change Robin Voss's address and uh, Mayor Corey Mason to his own address and have their ballot sent to his house, and he did this to show just how easy it is to exploit. Uh, we we know that the system is extremely vulnerable, and one of the ways that it's made vulnerable is by keeping all of these inactive voters on the voter rolls. So, you know, this. We, we, we need your help out there, all right? Now, if you guys could do me a favor and smash the rumble button, okay, the like button, we got 138 likes and 677 people watching, which makes me a little butthurt. Okay, it makes me a little butthurt, and I, I, I don't like being butthurt. Okay, what do I look like? Uh, Catherine Clark's son? <coughs> oh, I cracked myself up, <coughs> anyways. Uh, <coughs> okay, no, I'm no tranny. Okay, I ain't no Antifa tranny. Tranny, okay, so <coughs> smash that rumble button <laughs> and also. If you guys uh, aren't aware, I've said this a couple times, but I want to remind you that you know I've got this YouTube channel up and running. I've posted 42 videos in a matter of three weeks, but I'm also uploading those videos to Locals, so if you guys hate commie tube like I do and you don't want to support the commie bastards, fine. You can also get access to those same videos at nickmoseater.locals.com, link in the description, and you'll never miss anything as long as you're on Locals and Rumble. Only reason I don't upload them here is because they don't notify you when you post a video. Only when you go live, which is annoying. Hopefully Rumble fixes that. Ah, uh, Liberty Lion says, "Quote, okay, I need you to do me a favor." <laughs> yeah, I ask a lot of you guys, uh, a lot from you guys, don't I? I'm always asking for a favor, you know. Yeah, I, I, look, come on, you know, I, I, I don't mean to. You guys, all I need, all I need from you guys is to just. Uh, Just watch the videos, okay? That's all I need. You you don't have to do anything extra. You don't have to support me. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But, of course, it can't hurt to ask. But hurt my ass, says Expert G. (laughs) But hurt my ass. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I I say things that even I didn't see coming, okay? So, I really appreciate you guys. But if you do want to go over to YouTube and subscribe over there, It helps with the algorithm and the watch time, and I'm just trying to get one freaking video to go viral, funnel them all over here, and we'll have a good big party, a a good time over here on Rumble. Stop being a bottom, says Ard Bark Eater. Oh my god, this guy. Ard, uh, ADK I mean, you know, this guy's a troll. He's on every video talking trash, and I just let him be there, you know, because uh, you know, what, what? what's the point of giving attention to a fellow like that? You know? I don't know. What, where do you get all this time, though, ADK Bark Eater? Why do you have so much time to be a troll? Like, what's going on in your life? I just, I don't have the kind of time that you spend focusing on things that you don't like and hate uh, and, like, going to other people's channels just to troll them. You know? Like, if I don't like somebody or what they say or whatever, I just kind of don't Pay much attention to it. But this guy's got all the time in the world to just be a a jerk. A real jerk. But I don't care that much. Uh just confusing. Anyways, I'm gonna shut this down, guys. Make sure to check out the links in the description. And as always, leave a like on the video. Uh try to go I'm gonna try to go live again tomorrow around the same time, 11, 12, 1 you know, one of these times. And I appreciate you guys out there. Thanks for your support. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.
2: Order
1: now